0: Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 127, Creating a Loving Bedtime Routine for Yourself. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and you're listening to the Live Free Creative Podcast. I mentioned last week that we're going to spend this month focusing on routines, some small adjustments we can make in our daily lives to enable big improvements or massive benefits. I'm always interested in how some small tweak or little solution, maybe understanding something a new way or thinking about something a different way or trying something a different way, really helps to sort of click things into place where I start to feel like I have a bit of rhythm. I have some ease in my life. And one of the places that I wanted to focus on creating a loving routine was in the evening. I think out there in the world, we think and talk a lot about morning routines. I've heard so much about, you know, how to get up and what to do as you start your day. And I believe that all of that matters and that all of it begins in the evening before you know it's kind of like the chicken and the egg uh when you focus on having a loving bedtime routine not only does it end your day sort of like tie the bow at the end of the day in a really wonderful way it also better prepares you to begin the following day on the right foot i know that over this last year going to sleep has been hard sometimes there's so much going on in the world. There's so much uh, unrest happening in our country right now. I would be remiss to not just acknowledge my heartbreak over the political climate in our country, the insurrection at the Capitol building and the real challenges that we're facing as a country, sort of some reckoning with ourselves, with our people, with you know, our fellow Americans. What What is happening? How are we allowing these things to happen? What will change in order for us to find peace and unity as a country as we move forward into a new administration and a new year and really a new era? I I think so many of us are aware in ways that we weren't before 2020 and I hope that our awareness and our action and our ability to act as allies and to promote anti-racism and promote continued equality is something that's on the forefront uh, along with all of that and just acknowledging that we're in a really wild climate uh, the pandemic reaches on you know there, there's a lot of things that are my kids are still home <laughs> all the time uh, there's a lot of things beyond our control and I know that for, for myself that has had a tendency to affect my ability to sleep well over the last year and is something that I decided I really needed to focus on for my own well being. So that is where I'm coming from with creating a loving bedtime routine. Whether or not you have a hard time going to sleep is beside the point. I think so many people uh, don't understand how important not only sleep is, but how you go to sleep and the feelings that you can bring to the whole process, the whole ritual, the whole routine. So today's episode is all about that. It's actually a bonus episode from my Podcast Plus membership that I did several months ago, and I thought it was perfect for this month of talking about routine. So it's a little preview as to some of the types of things that I talk about in the Patreon group. You can find a link for that in the show note at livefreecreative.co slash podcast, or just simply go to patreon.com com backslash live free creative and you can find the podcast plus membership before i dive into this episode i wanted to share a little bit about life lately i know you're probably confused that is not my usual life lately music the truth is that one of the things in my life lately is that i need a new computer because my sweet old laptop has done such a good job over the last five years I think keeping up with all of the work that she does and we are to the point where she will no longer recognize any of my hard drives including my podcast hard drive that has all of my music tracks on it so that's one of the things that I'm looking at my phone probably also needs to be upgrades I have an iPhone 7 I tend to love to just use what works and as long as it's working I'm just going to use it and and use it well love it you know use it up wear it out make it do or do without unfortunately I can't do without a phone or a laptop running my business and living my life and I think that I'm sort of on the brink for both of those so if you have any recommendations send them my way I am going to be shopping for some tech sometime in the next few months another thing that's really exciting happening in life lately is that I have finally started work on a project that I've been dreaming of for years and it is little and it's free and it's a library. If you are familiar with the Little Free Library system, there are these little pop-up, give a book, take a book, Uh, situations all over the country maybe even all over the world and you can actually create your own using a cupboard or or build it yourself or you know there's all sorts of creative ways to do it where you have the books available on a public shelf outside your house or or, or around your neighborhood and you can register it so that people who are in the area can look up where are some little free libraries nearby and go and see what books are available or maybe drop some books off We are really lucky where we live in Richmond. We live in a super walkable, bikeable neighborhood, and there are probably three or four little free libraries that we pass on the regular all within two miles of our own house. So it might feel like there isn't need for more. However, (laughs) I've loved the idea of having one, and I also have collected so many great books during quarantine because our libraries have been closed. I don't want to just... I, I don't. I don't want to just donate them. I would like to put them. I mean, they've only been read once. A lot of them are great, sort of fun beach reads and really great fiction. And and they're they're essentially brand new. Some of them I bought secondhand, but they're still so new. And I would love to have my own little free library with a selection of really great books. Some little free, free libraries have great books, and some of them have are sort of hit and miss. So I started. Work On my Little Free Library, I found a cabinet on uh, Facebook Marketplace right before the holidays, and then it's just been sitting in my living room. Today, I took it outside on the back patio, and I started to sand it. It's just a a solid wood glass front cabinet. I'm going to add a pitch and a roof and then paint it to match our house and then uh, plant it in the front yard on the edge of the property so that we can fill it with great books. We're gonna have an adult shelf and a kid's shelf. I'm super excited and glad that I got started. So we finished our all of our renovations on our house. We finished all of our renovations on the clubhouse. And so now I'm building a mini house to go in front of the house. (laughs) We've got a house in the front, a house in the back, a house in the middle. We've got all the houses and we'll see what I move on to next. That, my friends, is the exciting thing happening in our life lately. Okay, now let's move into the episode. Here are a few ways that you can create an intentionally loving bedtime routine. Hello, hello, I am so excited about today's bonus episode. I have been feeling this draw to create some additional coziness around my bedtime routine. And I know on the podcast plus bonus feed, we have I've done an episode about creating a morning routine, an intentional morning routine. And one of the points of that morning routine one of the the tips that i included was that a, a great morning routine actually begins the night before and so in this bonus episode i want to share some ideas and thoughts for how you can create a more intentional bedtime routine many of us probably right now in the middle of covid in the middle of this wild year have felt some adjustments positive or negative, alterations, positive or negative, I think in most cases probably negative, to our sleep habits, to our our general routines, and that also includes our bedtime routines. My hope is that after listening to this episode, that you'll have some ideas and maybe a little bit of enthusiasm or some encouragement and feel a little bit of support to Just evaluate how your bedtime routine is going for yourself, how you feel about getting ready for bed, how much you're sleeping, if you're sleeping enough, how well you sleep, how you prepare yourself for going to sleep, and also how taking care of you feel. Is it a burdensome process or do you feel pleasure and coziness and love, self-love as you prepare yourself to sleep at night? To begin, I just want to invite you to think about the idea of a bedtime routine. If you have kids of your own, you probably first think of a a children's bedtime routine. We sort of learn as young moms, at least I did, that if I could create some sort of consistency with the way that I helped my child sleep, their sleeping would probably be a little bit better because kids do so well with having consistency and having a rhythm and something they can count on. And and so we sort of set up these steps. Dave and I as young parents, we set up these steps of what would happen like when we began our bedtime routine, how did that begin? It usually began with bath time. And so we would bathe the kids and spend some time, you know, warm water. I often used some lavender essential oil in the water. to sort of like make everything feel cozy and sort of wind them down. And then we put on clean, fresh PJs. Kids have the best PJs, don't they? Like matching sets or zipper sets or the fleece onesies. Like they've got great PJs. So we'd get them all in their PJs. And then we usually uh, took some time to read a book, brush their teeth, say a family prayer, climb into bed, listen to a story, do some cuddle time. Maybe you do two kisses on the nose. There's sort of this whole dance. It's like this beautiful poem of... of steps that led from wild sort of bewitching hour <laughs> through dinner time, and then yes we know the bedtime routine is going to begin and we like a b c d e f g get all of our ducks all lined up and then the child is in bed and at that point mom and dad want to crash exhausted onto the couch right <laughs> the bedtime routine has this beautiful consistency rhythm and just expectation surrounding it if you are not yet a mom, or you're not intending to be a mom, or you don't have kids of your own or experience with that, you probably have heard about this, or you remember it from when you were growing up. I remember the bedtime routine that I had with my parents all the way until I was in junior high, maybe even high school. At that point, of course, my parents weren't bathing me and putting my PJs on for me, but I still remember that for years and years and years, my all of my memories of my of my life When I lived at my parents' home, my mom would come into my room right before she went to bed, when I was in bed, when I was, you know, getting ready to go to sleep, whether I was reading a book or or studying or whatever, she would come in and she'd sit on my bed and she'd give me a hug and a kiss and she would recite the line from that beautiful book, the children's book, I'll love you forever. My mom would sit on my bed and say to me, I love you forever, I like you for always, For ever and ever, my daughter you'll be. That's what she said. That's not exactly what the line in the book is, but that's what that was our routine. That was the way she said goodnight to me. And it was so comforting and it was this sort of a final like, okay, now I'm going to go to sleep. Once I was on my own and going to college and then early married, I remember feeling like my bedtime routine personally, like my adult woman bedtime routine got a little bit, off because I was so used to doing things and going to bed by myself or having my own bed and then I was married and all of a sudden I was sharing a bed and we were going to bed at the same time usually or sometimes different times and even that we had to kind of figure out and and then we did a lot of staying up late and watching movies and you know enjoying being an adult where you can kind of do whatever you want and maybe I want to work all night. There were years when I was an early married and a young mom that As soon as I put my kids to bed, that was like my go time. My kids went to sleep, and that was mom time to go work on projects, to sew things, to watch a show that I didn't want to watch when my kids were awake. I lost the idea of bedtime routine being something that was appropriate for me, and I thought bedtime routine is what happens for my kids, and after they're asleep, I do whatever I want. (laughs) And there's something great about that. There's also something glaringly missing about that, that I stopped taking care of myself as I was taking care of my kids. I stopped treating myself as a human being with the same needs for consistency and coziness and love and rhythm and routine. Our bodies, our minds thrive knowing what's coming knowing what comes next expecting it our body relies on on these rhythms and right now as we're as the seasons are changing a little bit and the sun is going down a little sooner and it's rising a little bit later my I can feel the rhythm of my body changing that I I want to go to sleep a little bit earlier I want to wake up a little bit later I'm sort of my this primal self is reverting to well the sun's up so we should be up and when the sun goes down we should sort of start to hunker down I wonder how many of us have the same type of intention surrounding our own putting ourselves to sleep and our own bedtime routine as we do for other people especially for our kids if we have them if you don't if you have an amazing bedtime routine then I'm so proud of you that's awesome (laughs) and you may find a nugget here or there within this episode that you that will benefit you More than anything, it will probably validate you and how awesome you're doing. If you, however, are like me and you have sort of lost your own personal bedtime routine and you don't have a system and a consistent way of putting yourself to sleep with love and gentleness and coziness the way that you put your children to sleep, then I want to offer you some inspiration and encouragement for making that happen. And I am right here with you, friends. I am working on this as well. I think the first thing we need to acknowledge as adults is that our sleep, our rest, is so worthwhile. There comes a point, especially if you have young kids, that you feel like the time after they're down for the night is then the time for you to be productive or for you to pursue your own your own hobbies. And, and there is a place for that for sure. I also want you to remember and acknowledge and just try on this truth that sleep is one of the most productive things that you can do. Now, there is so much research that supports the importance of sleep. When you go to sleep, that is when your body and your brain are able to restore themselves. It's like giving a piece of computer equipment a reset Or, you know, allowing your car to be filled back up with gas. Like at some point, all of the things in the world that function have to rest in order to recharge, in order to restore themselves. When you sleep, your body's repairing itself. Your mind is repairing itself. It's working on pathways to make you more efficient, um, make you more aware, make you more creative. All of the things that you have learned during the day that you've observed, that you've been thinking about, all of those things start to be able to be categorized and worked through and sorted through and some of them uploaded to like long-term storage, some of them discarded because you recognize they're not needed for your well-being. All of these things happen in the background system while you sleep. You wake up a new person truly a different physiological body than you fall asleep and the quality of your sleep and the quantity of your sleep determine how much restoration is able to happen how well your body is able to restore itself it's huge and this is why i say your morning routine we focus a lot on morning routine and you know waking up and getting up at the right time and getting your exercise in or moving your body and you know, all of the things you want to do in the morning to kind of set your day off on the right foot, I'm telling you that you start your day at night. You start your day by the way that you help yourself go to sleep. I, I want to ask you if you feel loved at the end of the day. Do you feel em- enveloped in coziness and in pleasure and in warmth and in goodness? If not, those are all things that you can build in to your own bedtime routine, regardless of any type of relationship that you have with anyone else, a spouse or a, or a partner or a friend or or your kids even. You can create a bedtime routine full of enjoyment and love and warmth and just oozing with deliberate goodness. Doesn't that just like sound so nice? I want to share I want to share four tips for creating an intentionally loving bedtime routine. The first one is to get ready for bed early. When I'm talking about getting ready for bed, I mean changing into pajamas, washing our face, brushing our teeth, doing those things that help us be physically prepared for bed. So many of us, myself included, will get my kids ready for bed and they go down and then I'm still in my exercise clothes or in my work clothes or, you know, in my tennis shoes and my jeans and I will sit down on the couch to watch a show or to read or I clean up the kitchen or I do all of these things and then by the time I actually decide, okay, I'm going to go to bed now, I'm so tired, I don't do My getting ready with care. I'm so tired that I just don't wash my face or I decide that, you know, I just, I decided it it doesn't matter if I put on cozy pajamas and I can just fall into bed, fall asleep in what I was wearing. None of that is intentional. None of it is cozy. None of it is loving. When we are a little bit more awake, but we know we're not going to go out and leave the house. That is a perfect time, maybe right after dinner or dessert, right after family games, as you're getting your kids ready for bed, that's a perfect time to duck out and get yourself ready for bed as well. I want to touch on the importance of cozy pajamas. Now, I, for years, slept in an old t-shirt and a, a pair of old sweats or boxer shorts or yoga pants. I didn't really believe in pajamas, Because I had extra sort of exercise clothes that worked just as well. And I totally believe in making do with what we have. Absolutely. I will tell you that when I started investing in a pair of cozy pajamas, the way that I feel going to bed changed. It's sort of a mental and physical way to cue what our night is going to feel like. And there's a million different styles and types. And, you know, you can find pajamas that fit your needs, your climate, your style. I have found that actually wearing a matching, mine is a matching set. of pajamas makes a huge impact on the way that I sleep and the way that I feel about going to sleep. I'm excited to put on my pajamas. I love the way they fit, I love the way they feel, they cue up bedtime in my head and so from that point forward I have my pajamas, I have my slippers, I have a cozy robe and I mean it's it's like my whole environment, physical environment is set up for bedtime. If you do not have a pair of cozy pajamas that you love, I would love to invite you to consider how that might help with your bedtime routine. I'm not often recommending that people add things to their life. There's something really great about pajamas though. Okay, so step one is get ready early when you are st- you still are awake enough and have enough energy to actually change, to actually... Do the things that you want to do. Brush and floss your teeth. Wash your face. Exfoliate. Maybe you want to use some night creams or I don't know. I don't have a very intense uh, evening routine when it comes to like facial care. Like I do wash my face. I use an exfoliator. I take my makeup off. I brush and floss my teeth. And that's about it for me. Maybe I put on a little bit of uh, lotion. There's lots of different ways to do this though. But whatever it is that works for you – that helps you be prepared in the way that you'd like to get ready for bed. Go ahead and do that while you still have the energy to do it. The next step is to acknowledge that you're switching into nighttime mode, into bedtime zone. There are by research, you know, there are clearly defined <laughs> activities and environments that help us prepare for bed and for sleep and there are activities and environments that absolutely don't help in fact harm our ability to wind down and go to sleep we need to take care of ourselves and our environment the way that we do for a, for a young child i mean it's the same thing we need to be put to bed we need to put ourselves to bed just like we put our kids to bed a couple things that you may want to consider are turning off lights as it gets later in the day and you know you're ready for bed turn off the overhead lights and use lamps if you need light on or even light candles there's something primitively cozy and and hygge if you've heard that word the danish word hygge it means coziness and turning off the overhead light and lighting a couple candles is a very cozy way to get ready for bed consider the way you use screens in the evenings. I won't say that I don't use screens at all at night because I actually really love watching shows and watching movies. However, I do recognize the truth in the research that shows that that screen time should end between a half hour and an hour before you intend to fall asleep because it is so stimulating for your senses, for your brain, for your eyes that it's harder for you to turn off the TV and just zonk out. Unless it's already super late and you're way past tired. So limit your screen time. Maybe watch a movie a little bit earlier so you give yourself 30 minutes between the movie ending and actually wanting to go to sleep. You know, unless it's a special occasion. But you will sleep better if you don't fall asleep with the TV on every single night. Consider adding some music. This has been such a fun thing that I've started doing lately. I turn off the lights, I turn off the TV, I go up to my bed, we turn on some music, and I pull out a book. And just having that sort of ambient coziness, it's just such a simple pleasure that sometimes we forget how how easy and wonderful that is to just turn on a little bit of soft music or um, calming music as you get ready for bed. The types of activities that you do before bed should be things that – wind you down rather than wind you up so you know exercise give yourself a little bit of time between your vigorous exercise and sleep Uh, you may want to include some things like if you just were to close your eyes and imagine what would the most wonderful like cozy way to prepare for bed be you might have a couple things that pop into your mind maybe one of them is taking a bath with some bath salts and candles on maybe one of them is sitting next to your fireplace with a fire going and having a conversation with your with your spouse. One of mine has all, I've, I love a hot beverage. like I love my hands wrapped around a mug and just that steam in my face and, and the delicious smells of whatever I'm drinking. And so for years and years I've had hot chocolate or, or hot tea before bed. I mentioned on the main podcast feed that I have recently started drinking Perk Chill at night, and I love it. It's a low-calorie, high-protein sort of beverage. It's like a health beverage that includes a lot of additional uh, magnesium and b6 vitamins to help you prepare for bed so it's called perk chill because it's formulated in a way that helps you wind down physiologically and that has been a great replacement to just drinking regular hot chocolate that has a ton of sugar and and you know the chocolate itself actually can wind you up it's been really nice so i feel like i'm getting the added like vitamins and a little bit of like a nutritional supplement and it's this cozy hot drink that i can have as part of my bedtime routine that has been so fun for me, and I've loved it. So just think about what are the things that you, in a dream world, that you would feel like, gosh, what a wonderful life. People who, you know, put on their cozy robe and slippers and drink a hot chocolate by the fire before bed. That can be you. Like, I don't actually have a fire in my in my home right now, and so I don't sit by the fire. Uh, but I do put on my slippers and get a blanket and cozy up on the couch with a book and, and a mug of hot cocoa and just enjoy Life, like enjoy the moments leading up to my actual sleep. You get to choose those things. You can bring, you know, any level into of intention to the way that you wind down for bed that you want. So number one was get ready early when you have the energy to do so. I recommend getting some pajamas. Number two is wind down with the lights and your screens and be be conscious about the things that you're doing right before bed. Number four, is to create a rhythm you need to determine for yourself what works best for you and the reason that i say create a rhythm rather than set a specific time i I think it is also beneficial to have an idea of when you'd like to be in bed i feel like it's almost more important than the time however to create an intentional series of steps this rhythm that you use for your own personal bedtime routine just like with my kids when we were little we did bath time and pajamas and and reading and prayers and all of the things in a row and everyone knew what came next how is your personal current bedtime routine in comparison is there any sort of system any sort of rhythm i know for a long time in my own life there hasn't been it's been sort of hit and miss and so i love the idea of creating a personal bedtime rhythm for myself Putting on my pajamas, brushing my teeth, uh, washing my face, reading my scriptures, saying my prayers, grabbing some hot cocoa, sitting on the couch, having a conversation with Dave, and then finally getting into my bed, listening to some music. And I use essential oils on my feet, some lavender essential oil on my feet that I love. Uh, I've been using Focal, which is a CBD oil that is really great at amplifying a a more deep sleep and then finally you know turning off the light and actually allowing myself to go to sleep whatever your routine consists of create one with intention and then try to follow it give yourself a couple weeks of doing things in a particular order that you love to help yourself really enjoy putting yourself to sleep and see how that feels. And then of course you can always tweak it as you experiment with what works and what doesn't seem to work very well until you land on something that feels really great for you. The last thing that I want to touch on is the idea of troubleshooting, troubleshooting when it's hard to go to sleep, troubleshooting, not being able to fall asleep, troubleshooting, waking up in the middle of the night and you know, not actually knowing what to do because you want to sleep, but you're not asleep. Now I'm not a sleep expert and I I'm just going to share some ideas that I've had and some things that have worked for me. So as far as being able to actually fall asleep, there are two sort of things that I rely on. One of them is being in my bed (laughs) without a screen. Sometimes I feel like I'm not that tired and so I just kind of walk around and I do things I actually laugh because sometimes one of my kids will come up to our room and say, I can't fall asleep. What should I do? And we'll say, well, the first thing you should do is get in your bed because you're not going to fall asleep when you're walking around the house telling us that you're not asleep. Like you have to be in your bed in order to fall asleep, you know, unless you fall asleep on the couch or something. But for, for the most part, like when my kids can't sleep because they're walking around thinking about how they can't sleep, then that doesn't help the problem. It exacerbates it. So be in your bed. I like to read without a screen so oftentimes i listen to an audible or i read on like on my phone on on an ipad for nighttime i find that it's so much easier for me to fall asleep reading usually a (laughs) nonfiction book because sometimes with fiction i get so caught up i want to just keep reading the story but i wind myself down by reading and listening to music If I, for some reason, feel a little bit wound up, I've just finished doing something late at night and I want to go to sleep, but I I don't have sort of the runway of like an hour to prepare for bed, sometimes I will take a little melatonin. Sometimes we use it for our kids as well. It's super safe. It just helps you feel more tired. It doesn't make you go to sleep or keep you asleep longer. It just heightens your body's own natural production of melatonin as you get ready for bed should go up and so taking some additional supplementary melatonin can help raise your own ability to be tired so that you do want to go to sleep. The I mentioned the focal CBD oil. That is something that doesn't help you go to sleep necessarily. It can kind of calm some racing thoughts. It can calm down if you have some anxieties or fears that come up at night and then it helps to actually maintain a more deep sleep throughout the night which is really great i've mentioned before on the main podcast feed as well that i love listening to a sleep cast at night sometimes i will turn on i use the headspace app for meditation i'm sure there's lots of free ones as well that's just the one that i subscribe to and they have a ton of different options where you can listen to a sleep cast which is just basically a a nighttime meditation it's kind of helps you walk through physically releasing the tension in your body and then it will sort of tell a little bit of a random story actually that's just a very like low tone there's a little bit of ambient noise and it will help you as you concentrate on that it gives you something to focus on that's not a racing thought or a worry or an anxiety so that you can you can kind of drift off. And I have found they're about 45 minutes long. I don't know that I've ever finished one. Like I, I fall asleep somewhere in the middle and that has also been really helpful. They also, on Headspace, I'm just going to talk about that because that's what I know. Again, I'm sure that there's something like this for free. I haven't I haven't used it though. They have a like an SOS. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and I want to go back to sleep. What do I do? And they will have a sleep cast that's specific for that. And some of those sort of talk you through as if you had called a friend and you're like, oh, I can't sleep. And they say, okay, it talk you through the process of allowing yourself to lay down and close your eyes and know that it's going to be okay. And all of the things that you're worried about, you'll be able to think more clearly on them in the morning and just sort of walks you through speaking, talks you through the process of helping yourself go back to sleep, even if it's the middle of the night. So those are a couple things reading, using melatonin, maybe using CBD or some other, um, oil that will help kind of calm lavender essential oil is great for calming down and getting ready for bed and uh, some sort of meditation or sleep cast to help troubleshoot when you want to go to sleep but you're having a hard time doing it those things are some that have worked for me okay friends hopefully just thinking about the idea of creating a bedtime routine that feels like something that you look forward to and that you love and that you get to take care of yourself in ways that you might not be doing already hopefully that feels inspiring and and supportive to you that you are excited about this idea and the worksheet for this bonus episode is going to help sort of ask you some of these same questions and if you fill it out, like if you use it, you will be better prepared to actually implement a personal bedtime routine that feels intentional and cozy and loving to you. So I'll make sure that that is available to you and you can just download it and print it right from the Patreon site. And I I hope that this is helpful. I hope that you're able to get better sleep and feel even more taken care of because you get to take care of yourself in this way thank you so much for tuning in this week to live free creative i hope that you enjoyed this show i hope that you use some of these tips to have a more loving bedtime routine i want you to feel all wrapped up in love every night as you drift off into your dreams if you want to get a new bonus episode every month, head over to patreon.com slash livefreecreative. You also get to join our digital self-development book club if you're part of Podcast Plus. And it is so fun. Such a great group of women that I gather with every month to discuss our newest self-development book. I also want to encourage you as the new year begins to subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Also, take a second and leave a review for the show or share it on social media. Let your friends know that you're listening and enjoying Live Free Creative Podcast. I'll meet you back here next week for more creative, adventurous, and intentional living. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old.